the Boltzmann machine. Now, the Boltzmann machine um, does not have any outputs. It has an input layer and it has a hidden layer. Um, one of the interesting aspects about the Boltzmann machine is its ability to find function in the data. Um, and so the way that's done is uh, through encoding, decoding. The inputs are uh, input in and uh, then it goes through every input neuron is connected to every hidden layer network. So the re restricted Bozeman, the neural networks, are governed by an energy function. That function um, is the Hopfield energy function. Each possible joint configuration of the visible and hidden units has a Hopfield energy function. The energy is determined by the weights and biases on the line. The energy of a joint configuration of the visible and hidden units determines the probability that the network will choose that configuration. Um, so Hotfield networks are really good because you can uh, create feedback loops back into the network and given just a small sampling of data they are very good at identifying and recognizing um, other objects like if you gave like a partial image of a dog it could uh, determine that the remainder of the image is a dog so they can uh, they do not they do not have labels but they are very good at finding the functions that determine uh, outcomes so for example in what's one of the first self-driving vehicles uh, the network was able to uh, turn the steering wheel according to a flat surface and a comparison to how another human driver uh, did and so by comparing the hidden layer back to the original input the weights and biases um, uh, can converge to solutions. One of the disadvantages of the Hopfield network is um, local minimums. So if uh, it, it, it correctly identifies like a character, but if it gets caught in the local minimum, uh, then it will uh, incorrectly identify the object. By manipulating the energies of the joint configurations, we can manipulate the probabilities that the model assigns to the visible vectors. This gives a very simple and effective learning algorithm. The train with the two layers improves abstraction without labels. Each restrictive Boltzmann machine converts its data distribution into a posterior distribution over its hidden units. Task one, learn generative weights that can convert the posterior distribution over the hidden units back into the data. So 
that's where they take the hidden layer and uh, they uh, re-derive the, the visible layer. Task two, learn to model the posterior distribution over the hidden units. So um, once the network gets very good at identifying the visible layer, and then the, uh, it's believed that the, you're not hitting a lot of uh, local minimums. And so then when you present the network with uh, new images or new data, uh, it should correctly classify according to its function that data. The model learns to generate combinations of labels and images. To perform recognition, we start with a neural state of the label units and uh, up pass from the image followed by a few iterations of the top level associative memory. So one of the things that they do now is they call um, the a combination of, of multiple uh, where the uh, multiple Bose, restrictive Boltzmann machines where the hidden layer becomes uh, part of the visible layer to the next network. So one network feeds into another, which feeds into another, which feeds into another. And uh, this, this uh, network is called a belief network. Um, and then it can be trained with supervised machine learning to identify these labels. So to perform recognition, we start with a neural state of label units um, and up pass from the image followed by a few iterations of the top level associative memory. Using a document, find similar documents in a database, train the encoder using 30 logistic units for the code layer. Add a noise vector for each training case is fixed. So we still get a deterministic gradient. Document gets hashed to a 30-bit code. Similar documents match to similar documents by the hash code. Hash code gives a location. Go there and look around a document supermarket. Better than uh, locality-sensitive hashing comprehensively done to semantic features. So this is that one of the powers of the hot fill network is the ability to encode and decode a pattern and it's very efficient. Um, hot fields are very efficient in terms of its power usage for its tasks that it's perform, performed. The restrictive Bozeman machine provides a simple way to learn a layer of features without supervision. Many layers of representation can be learned by treating the hidden states of one restrictive Bozeman as the visible data for training the next restrictive Bozeman. This creates good generative models that can be fine-tuned. BP can be used, or back air propagation can be used for labels and discrimination. And that's the part I was saying about the machine learning uh, that that uh, can be used to introduce labels and discrimination. Uh, putting lateral interactions on the nodes helps create long-range structure. I really like the uh, Bozeman network. 
And I think that just like the ordinary differential equation network, that it is uh, expandable. Um, and because it's expandable, it should be able to learn larger amounts, uh, take in large, er, ingest larger amounts of data, uh, more parameters, and be able to find function inside of the data uh, through uh, the usage of its uh, energy function, the hot fill energy function. Uh, <clears throat> and so for that reason, it can be very useful in solving complex real-world problems. Um, my feeling is that either the ordinary differential equation network or the Bozeman network will become uh, a foundation piece for advanced uh, um, analysis for look not only identifying what is important in terms of features in the data, but identifying what the data's functions are that can be uh, modeled and then applied to real-world data.